welcome to Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way, in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers in the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And did you enjoy the second part, the final part, of Diamonds Are Forever? I, I did. The, I wasn't so left in the dark with the plot line, and it, ah. it kind of was ex- explained quite soon. Mm-hmm. Um, bit too much car chasing. Well, it did start. We did have quite a bit of car chasing to begin with, didn't we? Or yes. vehicle chasing generally. Yes. You'll remember that where we left was when uh, Bond had just been rumbled as not being Klaus Hergesheimer, G section, checking the radiation shields. I know. What uh, are the chances are? Yeah, and instead he escaped to the moon. The moon. the moon landing, it looked like. Yes, I, don't know, I think it's supposed to suggest that they were faking the moon landing I in think, this set well, in the desert. there was no subsequent explanation for the mock-up of the moon set. Well, I mean, they were supposed to be involved in some sort of um, space, exploration. space exploration, so maybe it was uh, simulating the surface of the moon, although it wasn't really because there was gravity. Yeah, I did really get that. Mm-hmm. But it meant he could steal a moon buggy. He could steal a moon buggy. The first of the car chases then mm-hmm. followed, and it was a bit more interesting having a sort of off-roady mm-hmm. um, element to it. So at least I'll give it that compared to all the others we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to know is how does he know how to operate the moon buggy that he's obviously never seen before, and which buttons to press in which order? When you say he, who do you mean? James Bond. The answer is Well, there. I'll come back to that point when we come to the crane later. Okay. <laughs> Far more well-known and frequent uh, vehicle that comes up. Well, are, you, are you suggesting that why did he have so much trouble with the crane yes. when he managed to master a moon buggy in seconds? Yes. I see. It's almost like the plot of the film... By the time you got to the crane, you're supposed to have forgotten about the moon buggy. Well, I never forget. <laughs> but then, almost immediately, he moves from escaping the moon buggy chase into the Ford Mustang chase. But aren't you going to mention the thing you kept telling me about? The wheel. Oh, the wheel of the moon buggy falls off. Yes. The, the moon buggy prop, apparently, was notoriously um, poor and kept falling apart. And there is a shot where one of the police cars um, crashes and one of the moon buggy's wheels bounces in from out of shot, having just collapsed just out of shot. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, did, I didn't I did see the thing that he did. I didn't foresee that he was going to get out of the moon buggy, let it carry on, it carry and, on. and drag those away. I thought that was mm-hmm. quite interesting as well. But that maybe explains a little bit about why you can control it so well, because essentially it can go on its own to some extent. No, but you know, when he first got in it, he had to press buttons in the right mm. order and stuff. Okay, fair enough. But yes, I'm then we go... James Bond here. I know, you always are. Um, and then we get to the Vegas Strip car chase. Yes. Um, which... Nice to see the Vegas Strip. Well, is it? In its oldie daisy fashion. It's so tacky. <laughs> That's what it was really like. I know, but I'm disappointed in it generally. <laughs> Do you think it looks better now in its modern, um, you know, huge landmark type phase? Well, I mean, there was all, there was still bits of it that were a bit tacky, and you mm-hmm. know, um, but I think it is a bit more uh, fantas- fantical. Fantastical. Fantastical is not a word. Sorry, fantastical. Um, so, yes, I do prefer it the way it is now. Okay. But there is less of a central feature, because it's all just big building and big building. Yeah. You have to kind of go inside them to see yeah. the main bit, but yes. Um, but, yeah, but having that other car trace immediately after the moon buggy car trace was all a bit too much mm-hmm. at the same time, I it, would say. It did have that 70s American film car chase that basically how Dukes many cars thing. can we write off in yeah. one car chase I mean it was quite nice to see that shot of the car park that he weaved in and out of with all the the police cars Having caught been, up in it yes yeah. ok did you spot that the, there were crowds and crowds watching a James Bond film being made 
No. Lined up along the street. Once you spot that, you can't help but notice it. Right. And there are some bits where, because they drive onto the pavement, the crowds are always been told you can't be there. Mm. So there's like empty bits or packed bits. But even then, there was one bit where he comes onto a particularly wide bit of pavement and the crowd is just standing there. And even in the other bits where the crowd is standing on the edge of the pavement, that's ridiculously dangerous given what these cars were doing. Days before health and safety. Yeah, health and safety gone. Not mad. They okay. to throw the fireball right through the centre of Stonehaven. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and uh, then we also have the uh, car going up on one side, in one going into one bit of the alley, but coming up on the other side and the, the other but bit of the alley. There was kind of a shot that looked like they swapped for some reason, but there yeah, wasn't. But like, there really shot. wasn't much way that that could have really happened. No. Was there? no. Um, and then, when they've escaped that, we see them. We, we see them next in the Bond and Tiffany in the uh, aquarium bed. Well, I didn't realise it was bed at that point. I'm not sure, maybe it is a bed. It was just an aquarium in the floor. Or you were meant to sit in it. You think? Yeah, like they were those side bits. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, wouldn't be very comfortable. I wouldn't have think. No, I and and you can imagine you could build up a bit of a sweat lying on that kind of clear plastic, <laughs> couldn't you? Would you be worried about breaking it? Oh, no. In the height of passion. Oh, you wouldn't have sex on it. I think they were supposed to be having sex on it, weren't they? There's no he, give. He was on top of things. He was on top of, of things. That's what yeah, he said. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> There's no give. There's no give. Where's the suspension? <laughs> um, and she was asking, why are we on, in the bridal suite? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, could, you may be meant to think he was just being extravagant. Uh, but there was a reason why they're in the bridal suite. Yes. So he could nip out the window mm-hmm. and get onto the roof of the lift that goes up. Yes. Although that was also predicated on the fact that he couldn't get to see Willard White any other way, mm. which he didn't know when he booked into the bridal suite. Maybe it was just like insurance. Yeah. Do you think she was supposed to fit out, in her asking, why are we in the bridal suite, was she supposed to be thinking, am I about to get married to you, James? No, no, I don't think. I think it was more... Why are we here? Yes. Okay. Um, now, it, it had a bit of tension when we got the lift went to the top. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he wouldn't go there not knowing that he wouldn't be squished. <laughs> Into the roof at the Into top. Into the roof at yeah. the top. But, yeah. Um, but I did quite like the rope swinging thing mm-hmm. as he got up the building. That, that, was... that seemed like a real solution to a problem, didn't it? Yeah. And... Um, and it seemed to work quite well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when he gets into the penthouse suite, he finds himself in the... Toilet security block. Yes. Not very hygienic. No, but I think you meant to think that's... Uh, what's his name? White. Willard White. Willard mm-hmm. White's actual house. Mm-hmm. Well, and, it was. And he, he likes taking the, the phone in the John... As we find out later. Yeah. So that's what he does. Well, kind Make of. use of good. Yeah, double use of time. Of time. <laughs> Have you never spoken to anybody when you're being on the toilet? You no, and I keep telling other people off for doing it to me. <laughs> yeah, other, other people. Name and shame them on I, this podcast. I'm not going to name and shame them on this podcast. Oh. Give me a clue. What? I'm not going to name and shame. <laughs> ask, ask me later. <gasps> them? I can't believe it. <laughs> Good Lord. You're very own bridesmaid. I don't get it. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant me, <laughs> to be honest. I did. I, no, I don't think I've ever told you off. No. But I certainly don't like That's it. That's because I keep it, keep it on the down low. You don't know it's me. You don't know what I'm doing when I'm speaking to you. You never speak to me on the phone. I know, normally I'm not speaking to you at all, of course. Um, anyway. Anyway, out he comes to meet Willard White. But he does not meet Willard White. He meets... Blofeld! And... Blofeld! <gasps> A double! A double. And it turns out the guy he's killed was the third double. Yes. The triple. The triple. <laughs> but how can Blofeld sound like Willard White? By a clever boxy thing. Yes. That changes his voice on the phone. Mm-hmm. But not, not on the phone. Mm-hmm. Only on the phone. Uh, and how does Bond decide he's going to decide which Blofeld he will kill? Oh, he kicks the cat. And 
No, wait a minute, we've missed a bit. Have we? Where we find out that Blofeld hasn't killed White. Well, I'd fight, that's right. He is um, just in cold storage, it says. Mm-hmm. In but, his summer house. Yeah, yeah. well, we don't know that at that point. No, we just see his summer house at that point. They've kept him in cold storage in his summer house. So why do they get real excited when Bond phones later with... Oh, is that when he tells them yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank you. And um, <laughs> and Bond points out it's an ideal kidnap victim because he's a hermit or a recluse, what we mm-hmm. call it. So um, no one will notice when he's kidnapped, which I thought mm-hmm. was quite a clever thing to point out. There's an interesting line there when there's still the two Blofelds who say, you don't know which one of us to kill, do you, Mr. Bond? You have, we sympathise with you. Do you think that's meant to be a nod to you're not the only James Bond anymore because we Ooh, have the other guy? That's a, uh, no. But it would be nice if it was. Oh, I think it would. I think that's, I think that's, I can't think that maybe what was uh, mm. meant by that. So yes, yeah, so then he kicks the cat at one of the Blofelds or kicks the cat and sees which one of the Blofelds it goes to mm-hmm. uh, and then shoots that one. Mm-hmm. But as Blofeld says, this is, this is a great line to do your Sean Connery impression to. Okay. Right idea, Mr. Bond. But wrong pusher. Because <laughs> there's a second cat. Yes. Because they both have a cat. And, and Blofeld, interestingly, Blofeld's about telling his plan, and then goes, oh, but it's, t- it's late, I'm tired, and there's so much still to do. But I quite like so the fuck fact... fuck off, Mr. Bond. That for, for once, the baddie doesn't just randomly explain all the information because they think Bond's going to die anyway, so there's no harm in telling him yeah. now. But, but surely all those bonus points are immediately wiped out by the fact that Blofeld doesn't kill Bond at that point. He just lets him go. Off you go. To plan to gas him in the lift. Oh, yeah. why doesn't he just shoot him? Just shoot him. Just shoot him now. And he isn't even going to kill him in the lift. He's just going to knock him out in the lift so that Mr. Winton, Mr. Kidd, can drag him off to a pipe. He got, he got dumped in a pipe. He got dumped in a pipe. Yeah. Now, when he was... Um, when he was being put into the back of the car... Car, yep. We saw the aftershave bottle mm-hmm. and that being smashed. Now, yes. I didn't realise at that point, which I did later, mm-hmm. that... That I thought that was his aftershave. No, it was Mr. Wind's and aftershave. I thought, yeah, and I thought it was a special gadget that oh. kind of brings you back to life, like smelling salts. Oh, I see. Um, and then I just thought, it's a bit too mm-hmm. much of a coincidence that he's relying on that, but mm-hmm. then it turned out they were never planning to kill him, because why would you? you just bury you in a pipe um, and assume you're going to somehow die with the machine that comes through electrocuting things. Yeah, on that point, you or Fiona professionally have something to do with pipes. <laughs> At what point do you have to electrocute, electrify a pipe? They're not water pipes, all I can say is that. So. Oh, right. <laughs> but can you think of a reason why a vital part of, of, of having this pipe there would be the bit where we electrify it? Well, I'm not sure that was electrifying it. I, I wonder it if that was testing for... Um, Cracks, because they were metal pipes. Right, yeah. So maybe it was just checking by using conduction that there wasn't any break in the oh. in the metal. Just checking okay. for cracks and joints not quite fused and that kind of thing. But if there wasn't any break in the metal, wouldn't it then electrify the whole of the pipe and electrocute bond? Well, that's why I don't think it was electrifying it. I think it was trying to make a little circuit in, in the ring it, as it goes through. Uh-huh. And not electrifying the whole thing. Okay. But Bond does manage to deal with this by short-circuiting the yes. machine. And then coming out when the men come to fix the machine. Yes. Mm. Now, a couple of... You're going quite fast through the storyline. Am I? Yes. Sorry. Um, there was one point when he was in the pipe and being lowered as a unconscious man into the shaft mm-hmm. it was really nice camera angle from within the pipe oh, right, I thought okay. as it as it laid down and you know I was quite enjoying the pipe laying aspect to it <laughs> you mean actual pipe laying not what anybody else might call it yes no, no I wasn't talking you were euphemism there <laughs> it's quite an efficient system with the sort of the digging and the the covering over straight away 
Well, right. I, never, I never thought we would get to this point. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. Oh, yeah. Fit system of could this revolutionise? Could this have oh, no, revolutionised pipe laying? No, because it was completely unrealistic. But anyway, <laughs> so then Bond uses the same kind of vo- voice control thing to mm. convince Blofeld that. Uh, what's his henchman called? Bert Saxby! Bert Saxby! Yeah, that's another point I, I we missed. Are the American accents a bit too cliche? <laughs> well, I think uh, the guy who plays, the guy who plays Willard White mm-hmm. is a guy called Jimmy Dean, mm-hmm. who was a singer, um, but also, more famously by the time this film came out, uh, appeared in adverts for uh, hot dogs, I think, mm-hmm. in America. Um, and he spoke like, and he was a good old boy, southern guy. Mm-hmm. So he did speak like that, um, although probably part of that was a part of a persona. But it did make me think, it's like the sort of British equivalent of that would be if Bond was helped out on his mission by Bernard Matthews. <laughs> it's a film I would pay to see. Beautiful, Mr. Bond, beautiful. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. Bond uses this machine to mm-hmm. pretend to be Bert. Now, when Bond sees Blofeld do it, mm-hmm. it seems to be revolutionary to Bond. Yeah. And so I thought when we were seeing it that he had explained to Q what this has done, and Q was like, "Oh, I could do that. Okay." And yeah. it, it's a it's a natural progression from that. Yeah. But then Q claims that he made one of these for the kids last summer. So why didn't you mention it before now? Why didn't we use it before now? Why is it only being used now after Blofeld said he did it, that he's coming forward with this? Well, maybe it's... <laughs> okay. Um, maybe, like, even the evil cues who supply Blofeld with his gadgets, right? <laughs> the evil cues. The evil cues. The um, there, there's like a sort of... Um, sort of... Uh, you know, British Medical Journal for cues, <laughs> so can they publish their findings anyway, so that everybody can share the the gadgetry? There's like a sort of so honour among inventors. The cues got it from RQ, but RQ didn't bother to tell. Or vice versa. I don't know. It I don't seems know. a bit of a coincidence, doesn't it? Oh, okay. Well, my favourite bit of that scene, which was Bond and Q and Felix Leiter, was they were all indulged in the shorty tie convention. Oh, you and <laughs> Because they all wore their ties at a ridiculously short length in that scene. A very wide knot. Yeah, very wide and, and short. Bond's salmon pink uh, short tie. One of my particular favourite Bond uh, looks. You love there. the 70s, don't you? Yeah, and, and did I not love it when Bond then went to Willard White's Summer House of the Near Future. I love that house. Wow. Do you think it comes with Bambi and Thumper as standard? Well, I didn't quite understand. You know that Thumper was kind of reclined on a rock within the building. Mm -hmm. Didn't really understand why the hell that was there. The rock? Yeah. I quite liked it, though. Mm, It's a bit too much like the the cave Evil Man lair. All right. Um, But, yeah, no, it was a very fashionable design summer house on the side of a mountain thing mm-hmm. um, so I did yes I did like that house um, Bambi and Thumper yes they were some kick ass women mm-hmm. I'm quite pleased about that and and even Bambi wasn't that scantily clad really wearing sort of oh right yeah she was thing. yeah yeah she was sort of uh, yeah as you say yeah so so that was great. And that, just to reflect on the women in this film, mm-hmm. even uh, Tiffany Case mm-hmm. is more of an accomplice than just a shag and leave him. That's right, character. yeah. I mean, there's only plenty of two who's a bit wet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very wet in the end. Very wet in the end. Too soon, Fiona. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, money penny, let's not go back there. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I for its era, mm-hmm. I think it's quite good that they're there was a female character that had a proper character and, and mm-hmm. plot points and all that kind of thing. Um, and even did some kick-ass whacking over the head and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, Although they do kind of sway a bit on uh, on Tiffany from being capable and, um, you know, and, and active to being very, very reactive and 
squealing and screaming when needs be, I think. Well, it's not consistent all the way through. Bombs are exploding and stuff. I mean, I think that's fair enough. She can be a bit less sure of herself at that point. Okay, all right. Um, so they found White. Yes. Down, so he's locked into a lower bit. The basement. The basement bit, yeah. He doesn't seem too upset about having been locked down there. Well, he's just like, what's been going on and what can I do about it? Okay. But, um, but I thought when they're referring to him being put on ice, that he would be in some kind of freezer. No, I think they just meant, he, I've, uh, I've got him in cold storage. I think it just kind of meant he's out of the way. Oh, right, okay. But not dead. Okay. Um, then we go back to the casino and see Q playing the puggies with his, his wee cheaty device. Wee device while Tiffany Case tries to, Smarm up to him, Mr. Q, and mm. see if uh, she can help her out in not being sent to jail for her crimes. Uh, and then she spots on the way past the, white, the cat. white cat being held by what turns out to be Blofeld and Drag. Blofeld Twanky! <laughs> it was very badly done. He could have done the better job than that. <laughs> and he was going to do it for like hours driving to Baja, California. And he's dressed up like Mrs. Slocum from How You Being Served. <laughs> but Tiffany... I love this film. <laughs> why did Tiffany not just go, Hey, Q, I think that's Blofeld. Why don't we go and have a look? But he, she doesn't tell anyone where she's going. And <laughs> she haplessly gets pushed into Bundled the car. Bundled into the car. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so then we discover the plot, or uh, Bond and Willard White discover the plot up in his Which penthouse. is everyone's quite happy to take instructions over the phone <laughs> yeah. without any kind of authorization signature or being face-to-face with the person. Well, that's the problem when you're a recluse and only communicators all over the phone. Well, that's true. So William, uh, Willard White dis- discovers that everyone thinks he's been given these instructions mm-hmm. and the satellite's just been... Flown into the air. Well, the satellite, but why did we need the diamonds? Well, we didn't know this at this point. No, this is when we get told about this. We need the diamonds to focus the satellite. Well, they, they are theorising that the first laser was um, come out of a diamond, and with that many diamonds, it would be quite a powerful laser. Mm-hmm. Not sure that's how lasers work, but I'm not a scientist, as we've established before. Um... So, uh, yeah, the satellite goes up into the air mm-hmm. and they lost control of it and they're all a bit surprised and they can't even abandon it. And then it's somewhere over South Dakota. And it lasers. Lasers. Is that meant to be a nuclear missile or just a missile? I think it's just supposed to be a missile. Um, Although then the radio later on does talk about nuclear accidents. Yeah, but it, it could have been a nuclear sub. It was a nuclear sub. And then nuclear in... Nuclear Korea. missiles in But in wouldn't that create China? like a mushroom cloud explosion that would wipe well, out the the surrounding communities? Well, there is a mushroom cloud explosion with a submarine. Oh, is there? There's something that might have been vaguely trying to approximate a mushroom cloud with the South Dakota um, okay. thing. I like the fact that it also sets a Chinese man on fire. <laughs> How do you find that funny? <laughs> Just because it's like... Wouldn't it just destroy things rather than set yeah. someone on fire? Wouldn't it just kill him rather than set him on fire? Um, yep. And the so Blofeld's plot is that he is going to auction control of this laser to the highest bidder. Um, he would have ultimate nuclear nuclear power, supremacy, which he thinks is the the way to generate peace. So it's almost like he his, his main motivation is a goody motivation. Well, I'm not sure that is his motive. But either that motivation is it's peace, but he's in control, or he's just telling the professor, Doctor Metz, that to get him to get him to do what oh, he wants. No, no, that's true. So I think it's one of those one of those two things. But you see how this mission all started way back at the beginning with um, them, these diamonds being stockpiled, mm-hmm. and the diamonds were being stockpiled so that Blofeld could make this laser. Mm-hmm. Right, Blofeld is not, you know, Blofeld is not a man of, of no means. You know, he's got resources. He's constructed that, or can he's at least in control of the Willard White Empire that has lots of resources. 
Why didn't he just buy the diamonds legitimately? Because then people will be asking what the, what you do with all these diamonds. But Willard White doesn't talk to anybody, so why would anybody expect an answer? And if he hadn't, if there weren't, if there wasn't a diamond smuggling slash stockpiling thing, Bond would never have been set onto he would, it. He would have got nobody would have been nobody would have been suspicious. And although to be honest, he kind of gets away with it anyway because he gets to the point where his weapon is in orbit. Are working. And working. Which is at the point where the rest of the world would have found out had they not have been given the heads mm. up by the stockpiling of diamonds. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So they go back into w- Williard White's penthouse place. Mm-hmm. And James Bond seems the only one concerned of where the hell's Tiffany gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, not even Q is mentioning that. But she was there and then she wasn't. Anyway. We don't see Q again, do we? I'm just saying he would have mentioned it oh. to James when James is curious about where mm-hmm. she is. Um, but not that... The others are certainly not that fussed about mm-hmm. it. He seems a little bit concerned. But then there is the plot line that it's all for a ransom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are trying to figure out where he is. Mm-hmm. And so Bond goes through all the various places on the map. And Willard well, White random places. Says, and White goes, I have nothing at Baja. Baja? Certainly not an oil rig. No. So then we cut, shoot, shoot the oil rig. Which, surprise, surprise, is where it's all going down. And uh, there's something that comes out the sky and parachutes down and mm-hmm. it is the first original Zorb. Zorbing Bond. Zorbing, yes. Zorbing Bond. Um, yeah, so that's quite fun. Mm-hmm. And then they plan to shoot, to threaten, well, at least the next shot will be at Washington, D.C., which mm-hmm. I presume is very devastating in terms of consequences. Mm-hmm. There might be there, though, where, when they're, when they're discussing where you could fight it at, he says it's over Kansas as well. We could destroy Kansas and the world might not hear about it for a number of years. <laughs> <laughs> and also in that bit, when they take Bond, when they take Bond aboard the oil rig, Blofeld says to her, says to them, search him from his toenails to the last follicle on his head. And I wondered, is that a sort of dig at Sean Connery being essentially bald by this point? <laughs> Possible. Possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's being taken away, he lets go of a weather balloon, which mm-hmm. is obviously the signal to come and shoot. Um, oh, and he's, he's swatched, he's switched. Bond switches the tape to control tapes. the satellite. And then he has to palm off the, uh, real, rich, one. real way on to Tiffany Case because he's just about to be searched again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know why they, he insists on being searched again, but he does. And then Tiffany switches the cases back, thinking that's what she, he wanted her to do. So. Mm. You stupid woman. <laughs> you little twit, he's got to go there. Yeah. Then um, we have the oil rig rumble. Well, wait. So, Blofeld says, take him to the brig. Mm-hmm. Which is... A storeroom. Is it? I thought that was the name of a prison. Well, it is. It's a prison. It's a place on a boat where... Or ship where people are held. But the place they take Bond looks to be a storeroom. I know. This is what I'm saying. Is like, if you're... It's not a very good brig. If you've got all that shit for Bond to do a MacGyver thing. And a way out. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Oh, right, okay. But no, you didn't even need to bother to do the MacGyver thing. <laughs> they just have a door. I know it's <laughs> over the hatch. Yeah, but there is sufficient rope in the storage for him to, as he proves mm-hmm. later, get out. So, yes, bad brig. I also like that, that it also means you're a prisoner because you insist on... Um, piping your instructions to all parts of your oil rig. Your prisoner's well aware of what's going on. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Nine minutes. Well, and the counting. guy that's announcing the time, does he really need to now announce the time so regularly? Even when the, the oil rig's under attack, he's just sitting there going, five minutes <laughs> and counting. Well, remember that is, that, that's a, that, that in itself is a job. You know, Blofeld's evil, Spectre's evil organisation, it, it must be heavily unionised that that gets away with being <laughs> a job in and of itself. He can't do anything else. All mm. he can tell, all he can do is tell you what, how long it is mm. until something's going to happen. 
So yeah, so this is the point when Bond gets onto the crane that's holding Blofeld in a little submarine, mm-hmm. and he manages to not be able to work the two levers <laughs> to go up or around. <laughs> he does get the hang of it eventually. Yeah, quite quickly. But yeah. I'm just saying. He gets the hang of he gets the hang of the the crane tools. I would say in a realistic amount of time. So are you admitting that the, the dune buggy was not realistic operational learning? But he is James Bond. You can't have it both ways. He must have been off on the day that they taught them about um, cranes. <laughs> crane <laughs> operation. Okay. Um, so they make it all blow up and just dive into the sea and presumably get, get rescued. Mm-hmm. And then they're in their sort of want to spend some time together. They go on a cruise back home rather than fly. Fly. Mm-hmm. I did quite like the concept of streamers coming off the cruise boat. Streamers. Some, some kind of <laughs> callback. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, like, it's nearly our catchphrase. We've said uh, it in two episodes. Streamers. Um, but you know there there would be a pollution element to that. But it was quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I presume that's why it doesn't happen anymore. Even, yes. Um, so we think they're they're just going to get, get it on. But then Kid Kid and Wint are on the boat. Mm-hmm. But what is their motivation, seeing that the Blofeld is now dead? They're, they're, they're conscientious about their work. <laughs> they might be being contracted by somebody else. They may be subcontracting or subcontracting. They might be just part of Spectre. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, well, do you see Blofeld die? True, true, you don't. His bathosub is in the explosion of the oil rig. But we won't see him die. Uh-huh. And then, Kid and Wink are trying to be... Um, the sommelier and the yeah, waiter. The waiter. Um, but Bond catches him out with his divine knowledge, which we knew earlier on from the sherry thing, of wine, mm-hmm. um, that he's not really a real sommelier, and he can also smell his aftershave, which mm-hmm. he then remembers from the broken bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and smells like a tart's handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I say that the the, um, the menu they serve up is a cracking prawn cocktail year's menu of food. I didn't hear it all. There was oysters. Oysters, Andalus, uh, tidbits. Well, uh, tidbits are just like things to eat. I think maybe like hors d'oeuvres. All right. And then it's going to be a steak and something else, and then the bomb surprise. Mm. But what's inside it? Ah, but then there would be no surprise. And it's an actual bomb. It is an actual bomb. Yeah, see what's in there. Um, Oh, it's the the sheet kebabs. To call something strange is the the pre-steak course. Um, But he just overpowers them all and fights them. But again, Mr. Kid's Mr. Kid's plan is to set to set these kebabs on fire and then like stab Bond with them or something. I mean, it's a bit cruel when Wint has to watch his lover burn because he's mm-hmm. too busy trying to kill Bond with his chain of smellier. Um, you do, but you, and you do get that in Bruce Glover's performance. No, not, you not see him until, being about it. Not until he's after he's jumped over the edge of the boat. Mm-hmm. Before then, he's just kind of standing there watching it, not looking in like he's too torn about the situation. But his reaction is better than Tiffany's. Eee! What's that? That's what she does. As if, you know, there's like maybe a spider. Yeah. Eee! No, he's trying to kill you, love. He's going to kill him, then he's going to kill you. Mm. But then he also kids over the side and then went is overpowered by James, who uh, ties the bomb up to the tails of his jacket and whips him over the side. He's got his tail between his legs. He left with his tails between his legs. You didn't find anything uncomfortable at that part of the scene? Like the fact that Kid uh, Wint seems to slightly enjoy what Bond does to him? I didn't get that. Oh, okay. It certainly gets raised elsewhere, so... Yeah. Anyway, so there we go, and that's it. How are we going to get those diamonds down? Yeah, da, da, da. And Connery has gone, never again, he says. Never again. Does he say that? Well, that's what he said to the producers. All right, yeah. He only came back, he came back for a million dollars, which was a huge amount of money in those mm. days. Uh, the right to make 
any three films of his choice by United Artists. And most cannily of all, I think, 12.5% of the gross profits of Diamonds Are Forever in perpetuity, which means he still probably makes a fair whack off of DVDs and Blu-rays and all that kind of thing and showings on TV. He gave all of the fee, the million dollars or the million pounds, to set up the Scottish International Education Trust. Oh, really? Yep, which helps Scottish students to study abroad and foreign students to study in Scotland. But And that was very generous of him, and I wouldn't hold that against him, but must have been very quickly eclipsed by the money he was getting from the 12.5% mm. of the gross, I would have thought. And um, I was going to say something else then. Gone. Nothing. Well, then it must be time to look at the posters of Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, let's do that. That's always fun. Yes. Here they be. So. What would I pick? What would, which of these would be your favourite? Remember, you have to kind of... Oh, I don't have to pick what they should be. No. No. That's the this, is, this is the British poster. So this is them sitting on some kind of claw. I don't know who the women are meant to be. One's blonde. There's not really a blonde woman in this film. Uh, one is red-headed. Maybe that's Tiffany, but it doesn't really look like her. Mm-hmm. And there's moon buggies and helicopters and um, satellites. I think the background bit there is the oil rig exploding, so it's a bit of a spoiler for the very end of the film. Mm, that's true. And the film title is is rendered as... Diamonds are forever, 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 forever. Too many forevers there. Anyway. The next one, Satellite. This is the American poster. Claw, them sitting on it. You can see what the claw is now, a better in this one. It's part, it's from the moon buggy. Yeah. Um, and an explosion. I don't, I think all of this, especially the satellite element, it mm-hmm. is a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't really know it's about satellites mm-hmm. and all of that until you, and that's very much the same image again. But, portrait style. Portrait style, yeah. Oh, same image. Ah, this is the Italian image, but see if you can spot the difference here in the images and what the Italians took took, uh, umbrage at. Umbrage? Umbrage. What's the difference between the Bond, the comparative differences between Bond and the women in these two posters? Bond is much bigger than the women? He is significantly taller than the women in the Italian poster. I see. And if you don't like... A realistic-looking uh, rendering. What about the South African purple and yellow rendering? Oh, it's hard to see because it's not a great image, but it doesn't look great. Mhm. And if you don't, if you don't like that, you can turn it up the other way, and it will be bigger. Yeah. What about the Swedish diamond faber? Diamond faber. Uh, a newspaper article or something like that, rather well, no, than... They wasted money on colour... Um, no, it's not just that. The amount of writing on it. I mean, it's all in foreign, so I can't read it, but it's just... Anu N. Yetisus for Sean Connery, some 007. There was something about the return of Sean Connery as 007. And this is the Japanese poster, which adds some rockets... And the Wii They make a lot of. The little sub twice in that, look. Oh, yeah. Don't really make a lot of uh, uh, appearances in the film. No, not uh, certainly not in motion like those no. are. Oh, right. Now we have Bond. This is another Japanese poster. Um, with some helicopters and him fighting the wee man on the. Th- uh, tricycle. Tricycle. Mm-hmm. And they're on the claw. Mm-hmm. And there's a oil rig. And there's Thumper, randomly. Mm-hmm. And then there's Tiffany with the wrong colour hair. Does mm-hmm. she have, well, she has many colours hair, so maybe that does happen at some point. And the cars that maybe chase them. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot going on there. Yep. I don't know what these little white people are. No, I know. Well, the the photograph of Bond is definitely from You Only Live Twice. And I wonder if they are also. I think maybe they might be frogmen. Or the guys coming out of the helicopters. I don't know. Mm. Oh, James Bond is back. Again, the girl doesn't look like Tiffany, but it's probably what she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And there's other random women. And then that's Bond in the moon buggy, but it doesn't look like the moon buggy at all. It's got too much of a... Of a, a glass uh, of it. Yeah. 
and there's a bit of Las Vegas Strip and the red car and the helicopters and then the red car again coming back down and other cars falling off. There's and also a volcano then, exploding in the background of this one. That's a bit random, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then there's a satellite with a wee, wee man up there. There's no men in space. <laughs> but no, is there anybody underwater? But that's oh, at the yes. bottom of this one a, as well. There's a little underwater scene as well. <laughs> with the yellow sub. That's, mm-hmm. that's a different film altogether. <laughs> so which of these is your favourite? I don't know. Some of them are a bit wacky because they're like completely nothing to do with the film. Mm-hmm. But I would probably say... Um, you know, the one that was actually reversed as well, the American portrait version. I think uh, I like this one. The Japanese one, the Japanese portrait with Bond from You Only Live Twice and uh, Thumper and um, yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. So what about the uh, compilers of the James Bond 50th anniversary postcard set? Did they pick the right images for Diamonds Are Forever? Be- Let me tell you that there are... Six, Ooh. a whopping six oh. images of Diamonds Are Forever. Well, I would so, say there's at least one that's a satellite, mm-hmm. um, possibly with like Bond in front of it, mm-hmm. or maybe one of the posters. And then there'll be one that is one that moon is buggy. A moon buggy, okay. And then there'll be one that is maybe Blofeld with a cat. Okay. Here is number one. Oh, is that all I have to say? Oh, it's a poster with a satellite. Mm-hmm. Here is number two. Oh, Q! Oh, it's nice to see Q in a postcard. Oh, he's not really that much in this film. Well, does he get to go like I don't Vegas? remember that scene. I think that, I think this is where he's on the phone. This is taken in the set of where he's on the phone to Bond telling him that Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think these are the missiles that are trying to be fitted into an Aston Martin that's almost the same size as those missiles. This is number three. Oh, it's plenty of tool doing craps. With Bond. With Bond. This is number four. Just um, a Tiffany case. Mm-hmm. This is number five. The poster of the two random women holding holding his crown jewels <laughs> in the right place. And also, so, well, I don't think that's where he's trying. I think changes would be more about here, wouldn't they? Unless Sean Connery is not as other men. I just, it's just suggestive, I think. Uh, this is number six. Oh, it's just some random... Is this from the opening sequence? It's from the title sequence. Woman with a diamond G-string and diamond glove thing. All right. So, so no no June buggy? No, no June buggy, no satellite, no blowfield. Not, people, a, partic- not a particularly representative picture of Tiffany Case either, I wouldn't say. She doesn't. She looks kind of quite meek and mild in that, rather yes. than the sort of uh, more spunky woman that yeah. she is. Uh, so, where would you rank the Diamonds Are Forever in the pantheon of Let's see what L. James E. O. Bondio? So, a, so number one like the new, new ones? is Quantum of Solace, and then Casino Royale with Daniel Craig, then uh, Die Another Day. I think it's above Die Another Day, but under Cat. Zero. Oh, really? Well, that okay? well, yeah, that's, that's your choice, <laughs> You're the one that has to decide. So this is the point at which then we decide what we're going to watch next time by you rolling uh, this uh, this dice. You always try and do that. It's never the way you do it. Just press roll. <laughs> ah, oh, very interesting, Mr. Bond. I always say that at this point. I should really not do that. We do a lot of repetition. So are you ready to watch that trailer? A bank of four million francs. Aren't you the fellow who was shot? No, I'm the fellow who was missed. The bank is half a million francs and back her up. It looks like you're as lucky as they say. Oh, I'm very sorry. My name's Clarence Leiter. I wondered when you'd show up. You know you're here to deal with as if Tell me... Has he changed much since the days when you two were... He looks just the same. Uh-huh. Then kill him. You won't have to. You'll die anyway. If you play your cards right. He's a fanatic. He's ruthless, incorruptible, and everything he does is entirely legal. Where's that money? You're an ugly little man. Why don't you stop talking? You'll be tortured to the edge of madness. I, uh... I can't let you destroy me. 
I've already destroyed you. This game fascinates me, but I just can't get the hang of it. Well, it's like any game, you win or you lose. Another Casino Royale. Yes. There's anything different about this one? It's not a proper one. It's based on Casino Royale by Ian Fleming. Yeah, but it's black and white. It's not got any of the people I recognise. I've never heard of it before in my life. It is a moving picture version of James Bond. Are you intrigued by this strange new Bond? No. No? Are you looking forward to this strange new Bond? No. Will you... Does the does Quantum of Mrs. end here? Do I have a choice? Yeah, you can. I'm not going to force you to watch anything. Oh, ho, ho, ho. well, you may have listened, ladies and gentlemen, to the final episode of Quantum of Misses. But if you haven't, then uh, all we would say is... Join us next time when there'll be a little of him. And perhaps a quantum of Misses. Bye! Bye.